Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in late, of course. So this past weekend, we had um, our annual family Christmas caroling party. This is something that my husband's family um, started doing, his grandparents whose house we live in and, and took over. Um, they have been doing this for years and years and years. Um, I would like to even say definitely decades because the kids, yeah, decades because my sister-in-law and my husband were in a play at one of the earlier caroling parties when they were little. So thank you for uh, just showing up with me, Messy. Because that party um, is a lot of work. It's so much fun and it goes by so fast. Somebody always is sick every year, which I just think like if you're in a group of people, um, when there's a bunch of stuff going around this time of year, you're always bound to get sick. It happens in my family in New York um, as well, but A few of my kids are experiencing some yucky symptoms and um, I am too, but I'm not like super sick or anything, but also um, it's just hard to like do anything else. And then my kids have Christmas parties and all sorts of stuff. So this is just a crazy time of year. So all that to say, thank you for showing up messy with me. We are going to talk about the generosity of God um, today on prayer. Eli is here with us today, so hopefully he cooperates. Um, he's eating right now and watching Daniel Tiger. So if you hear that in the background, um, that is what is going on. So Thank you for tuning in for prayer. Eli's probably going to talk so you can hear him. Eli, you're going to be my number one podcast guest. Huh? Are you going to be the number one podcast guest? Yeah. All right. So when we decided to do this, when I decided to talk about some of the attributes of God And remember when I said this came from my God of Deliverance uh, study of Exodus Bible study that I was doing. Now it is finished. Um, And the other half of that we will do um, after the new year, a new session starts, and that's another 10 weeks. So this study was just so amazing, and it's taught me so many things. And one of the biggest things that God really convicted my heart of going through this part of the study was that sometimes I have a trust. Um, I have a trust. I trust God and I am obedient with some things he asks me to do and some things I'm not obedient um, in what he asks me to do, at least not for a time. And I think we're all like that, right? Like we all go through phases of um, being obedient and we try to be obedient and our heart is in the right place is sometimes we're just like asking ourselves the question, is that really God or not? But one of those things that he really put on my heart throughout this Bible study is that I can sometimes be like a grumbling Israelite. 
And um, one of the things, I mean, just so simple, we don't think about stuff like this, but one of the things is having a powwow with him about this was really where he convicted my heart because this is what was going on in my uh, life during that week of study. Um, And really, it continues to go on and it has gone on before that too. So like, I was having powwows with God at nighttime because Eli is such a good baby, but he does not like to sleep. So at nighttime, um, and this is obviously very hard, right? It definitely interferes with the amount of work I'm able to do. That's part of the biggest reason why, one of the biggest reasons why Um, I haven't been recording Monday mornings and Tuesdays is because I've just been so busy um, with other things because of the holidays and all the things we have going on there. And then I'm running on minimal sleep while also taking care of a family. And I had the semester to finish up. And it was really just a... It's really just a tough time where you just can only do so much running on little to no fuel, right? So I was having powwows with God. God, you can comfort my baby. Just hug my baby and cuddle him and wrap your arms around him so he'll go back to sleep and he will stop crying, God. Um, I'm just so tired And I just need sleep, God. Why is this something so simple that you won't take from me, God? Like that you just won't work out for me. And he just convicted my heart of this. So, um, and I don't think we look at those little tiny things like that. Like, okay, like I'm having a struggle and I'm reaching out to God. And so the relationship part is there, right? Like I'm still reaching out to God. I'm still like seeking him in the moments, but am I asking the right things? I'm grumbling to him instead of saying, okay, this is a season and there's a reason that I'm going through this, God. Teach me what you want to teach me in these um, middle of the night hours and help me to be obedient to that. So whatever it is, what is it that you want me to do during that time that I'm up? Because I'm up for a reason. If you are not helping me while I'm grumbling, you know, um, am, what are you trying to teach me? And am I receptive to that? And that's really important because that's really, and helped to sustain me during this time. And I have asked him um, many times over the past few weeks, Lord, just help sustain me during this time as, you know, we go through um, special needs stuff in my house. My one special needs guy, my oldest, Jack, he's doing really well for the most part. Um, But he and his brother, we have a lot of conflict going on. So we're really working on how we can talk to each other um, because the dynamic is definitely different when we're all together than like on Fridays, it's me, Oliver, and the baby. 
and there's no conflict. We have a great time most of the time. Um, obviously, he's four, and there's things that do happen, but it's not to the level, and the dynamic is definitely different than when we're all home together. So we're really working hard at getting the boys and us to all communicate effectively. And one thing that I had said last night is, and I've noticed, um, is that, and that's how I approached it. Hey, I noticed that there's times where you really just don't feel heard. So instead of getting mad and talking to, you know, your dad like that, because that was the situation that was brought up, how about we say to each other, we all use a phrase with each other, and we can say it calmly, um, respectfully. I don't feel heard. Mama, I don't feel heard. Dada, I don't feel heard. And this is really important because this is the important thing to get from this is that my kids, I thought, you know, oh, this is going to take a little bit of learning, right? Because it's a new thing. And I can't even tell you how many times last night they were like, I don't feel heard. I don't feel heard. I don't feel heard. This is important information. I recognize something in my home. And they can say that to each other too. Hey, I don't feel heard. So somebody's asking somebody to stop doing something because they're constantly bothering each other. And the other one either loves it and wants more or just doesn't want to be bothered because it's overstimulating and overwhelming and they just are in a different kind of mood, right? That's something that you can say instead of like just hauling off and punching your brother or doing something. I don't feel heard. And I believe that this is a part of being generous in our homes with our kids. We are being respectful, but I think, you know, we need to be generous. And this is where as I've been thinking about this, because I've had quite a few weeks to think about this, right? Um, And I have been, how can we be generous with our kids, right? The way that God is generous with us. Um, And I think there's several ways that we can do this. But the one thing I keep coming back to is the relationship. And if you think about it, God wants relationship with us first, So I think in this situation of like me being grumbling and saying, God, why won't you take this from me? Why won't my baby sleep? I think God is being generous and saying, no, not right now. That time will come. But right now I'm trying to teach you something because I really truly believe that that's what he's trying to do. Or there's something that I'm supposed to be doing at nighttime. And he's being generous by saying no, Um, not right now, because he knows what's best. And that's really how we have to think about things. Sometimes I think it's really important that we focus on um, what we're supposed to learn, what we're supposed to uh, maybe be doing instead And I really think that um, I'm supposed to be in God or in God, in prayer with God um, in the middle of the night and or getting up and doing something 
writing, um, or something, because you know what, right now I play games on my phone a lot. I'll get on, I'll get on and I'll read like the verse of the day, um, that I get every day. And maybe I'll read something if it catches my eye, because I do get some devotional sent to my email. I don't read them all the time. And I don't read all of them because I do other devotionals. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, I really want to read that. And sometimes I do that. But I'm really playing games and focused on mindless things because I'm so tired, really, is what it is. Um, and sometimes I feel like I can't focus on things if I, you know, it's hard for me to pray because I'm so tired. It's hard for me. It's just hard for my brain to be functioning, right? At like that level where I'm reading or praying or, but I think sometimes that's when we might hear from God too, is even if I just say, Hey God, like I'm just so tired. And I know that this is what you want me to do. You want me to focus on you right now, but maybe this is the time for me just to listen. What, do you want me to do in this situation, God? And just asking certain questions because, and the right questions, instead of saying, please take this from me and being just this whiny, grumbling Israelite. And I don't want to be stuck in the wilderness. I want what God has for me. I don't want to be like a grumbly, is a grumbling Israelite. And I have realized that in certain situations in my life, that being one of the lesser ones, you know, less serious ones, but I mean, sleep is important and I need to be asking better questions and I need to be learning what God wants me to learn because I really believe that in this situation, he wants me to learn something. And I also... Um, don't think that things are coincidences. And I mean, there are definitely coincidences in life, right? But I don't think in certain situations like this, that there are coincidences. So especially when it comes to God, I do a Bible study or not a Bible study, excuse me. I pray with my girlfriends every Thursday, mostly. And we've been reading this book and I love the book. And this week I'm going to work on getting... Uh, some actionable um, steps down on paper because we've been reading the book and now what we're going to do is we're going to be intentional with what the book taught us. Uh, but it really needs to be something that we can organize and like sit down and do together during our time of prayer. Otherwise, we've tried to do things on our own and we get busy. Life happens, right? But we're planning intentional time to do this. And it's the book, in case you're wondering, is Praying Circles Around Your Children. And it's by Mark Batterson. And he's actually uh, a minister and or pastor, or preacher, whatever you want to call him. Um, and he is amazing. So I really love this book. There's some concepts in there that we, or some things he says, uh, ideas that of his that were like, hmm, we don't know about that. And we questioned it a little bit, um, but he still is amazing. Um, doesn't mean that he's not right about those things. It just means that we're unsure about them. And it's a conversation that needs to be had, right? To dig deeper into some of his ideas and to say, hmm, 
what exactly and the way how are we taking it is is the way that he's saying it maybe our perception of it is different than his or perspective of it so all this to say the last chapter that we read was kind of talking about something like that and that was confirmation for me because the week before was when I was like feeling that conviction and then when we got to last week's chapter which was the the wrap up of the book we finished reading the book. Um, he was talking about being up with his children or one of his children who did not sleep well and how it was their time to pray fervently um, and intercessorily. That's not a word, I think. I just made that up. But intercessor prayers for his um, children with his wife and some I think sometimes they did this together sometimes probably not Um, but this was the time or most of the time they did and sometimes probably not um, because I'm sure maybe both of them didn't get up all the time but um, they used this time and they knew that this was time that they spent praying These prayers, specific prayers for their children. And the whole point of the book is that like we need to be praying circles around our kids um, and how important that is. And the thing that I want to talk about today the most, and also how he never regrets that. Him and his wife don't regret spending that time because he's watched prayers be answered throughout his children's lives him and his wife remembered certain prayers they prayed and like years later even decades later right these prayers came to fruition and if they did not pray those prayers in the middle of the night well maybe the kids wouldn't have been protected from certain things they prayed for or developed certain characteristics that they asked for help with because God probably honored them when they asked for wisdom in an area that they really wanted to work on and they valued in their home, right? So the gener- the thing that I wanted to focus on is being generous um, and how we can do that the way God does. And like I said before, there's a ton of different reasons how we can do that, but the thing that I keep coming back to is time, being generous with your time. It's all about spending time and being generous with your time. So God, in this book, the definition of um, Jen Wilkins' definition of uh God's generosity is God gives what is best and beyond what is deserved. And sometimes we don't want to give our kids our time because we don't feel like they deserve it. You deserve to go to your room right now, right? And I'm not saying that consequences aren't appropriate. But what I'm saying is, um, and my kids get sent to their room too. So (laughs) I'm not saying that. But we should be connecting before correcting. And that is a really hard concept for parents to understand 
we should be spending time with our kids. Um, and making sure that our relationship with them is sound because that is the most important thing in parenthood and the biggest secret if you want your kids to be compliant is giving them our time um, and being generous with our time and and God wants us to be generous with our time to him too right he doesn't want um there's times where God needs us to be silent and listen there's times where God needs us just to pray like hey God you know my heart and I know that you know what I need right now I don't know what I need because I'm so tired I do know that I need your help sustaining me. I need your strength to help me get through all of the things I need to do today. I need you to be generous to me in those ways. Because maybe you quieting my baby so I can get better sleep is not what I need right now. And you are giving me what is best and beyond what is deserved because I am foolish and don't realize that you're using this time to be generous with your time to me, to speak to me, to be in relation with me. And instead, I'm being like a grumbly Israelite complaining about it. And complaining about how you're providing for us. I never question that God is going to provide for us. I always, when things are out of my control, like when I lost my job and I had um, a very good job, I made really good money um, and we were like a week away from buying our house. We actually probably should have bought our house already. Um <laughs> But we were not able to because I lost my job. And there were other things that were coming up. It's a whole story in itself that I'm not going to get into, but it kept being pushed out anyway. And um, then it got down to um, like the week before our closing date. And we would have closed that day, um, I'm sure, or right around there because we were wrapping up the things that needed to be done. Um, to close and I lost my job and we needed my job to buy the house. So we did not buy the house. We rent the house. And since um, we, I got a severance package. I was on unemployment for a bit. Um, I tutored for a bit last year. Um, but when all of that ended, we weren't in the best financial situation. Things were tough um, and things still are tough for us. So I decided to go back to school because there was a lack of childcare um, and I really could not find a job at first and I really was praying about it and I believed that God was saying, work your business. It's not worked. It's, it's not worked as much as I would like to work it, believe me. Um, but I think I'm going at the pace that is necessary for my life right now. And 
Um, the podcast is important. It's a big part of my business and it's the way that I give back. Um, and it's not something that I put a lot of effort into making money off of right now and like just hitting the ground running with marketing because I have things going on and I don't know that I would be able to do that right now. And I don't believe that that's the time. This is the time to be doing this, what I'm doing, and that's okay. Um, But also to go back to school. So I went back to school and I get money from school. Um, That I'll have to pay back eventually, but it sustains us. Chris was also working on a house um, and he lost that job. We don't need to get into that story or anything like that. But um, he lost that job after he had worked there um, all winter. So he was there not home with us most weekends, um, sometimes after work. So lost the job and lost the money. So all that to say we ended up losing $10,000. It was around $10,000 that was going to sustain us through uh, this fall. And we, um, and then the college also screwed up my um, schedule so I could only take one class this past semester so I could not get back money um, because I had to pay for this class and that money came out of part of the money that we would have been saving to sustain us and to pay our bills. So God has been providing for us um, but not in the way and I never doubt that he's going to take care of us. Um, I never doubt that he's going to provide for us because he always does. And I know that, but I always don't like he's generous with providing for us and we don't deserve it. And let me just tell you why, because I grumble about the way that he is providing for us right now. Um, And he is providing for us, but I really need to humble myself. And I think that is what I need to learn as I go through this season, this financial season um, of hardship. And, you know, as Chris and I is that we need to be humbled a bit um, and we need to really appreciate what God has given us because I don't think that that's been a thing for us entirely. We've been on the fence, if I'm being honest, about what we should do. Um, We don't have any options to move anywhere else. Uh, and every time we look, because sometimes we think that's the right choice, uh, it just really hasn't worked out. Um, and we could have moved somewhere else last year. Chris said, I want to see what God does. Um, and then he's like, this, you know, was a mistake. And then we go through these, like, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe we need to move, da, 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 da. But I really believe truly that God is trying to humble us. He's been generous to us, maybe not in the ways that we like or anticipate, um, but in ways that we need. If we take a look around, we live in this big, gorgeous, beautiful house at our favorite place in the whole entire world. Like truly, sometimes... There's things that are difficult for us here. Like it's hard for my husband to find the best job. But you know what? Like I think if he sticks with the job he has and as time goes on, like just slowly asks for things that like, hey, 
I really need a retirement plan. Can you do that for me? Because in order for me to stay here and be your right-hand man and to do all these things, like this past year, he just got a truck. If he got fired, would he be able to keep the truck? No, he'd have to turn it back in. But that helps us financially a lot, um, is not having to buy another car or not having to put so much wear and tear on my car and put so much gas in my car. Um, he gets to bring his truck home. That's an, that's a super blessing. You know, that was an answer to prayer. God was generous to us then. Um, and I think it's important, you know, like, even though it's not our vehicle, right, to recognize his generosity and recognize the, the small ways that we can be generous to our children, even if they don't recognize it the way that... Um, the way that we don't recognize what God does for us, um, at times, but what's best for me right now is God giving me what is best and beyond what I deserve, which is the opportunity to, I'm giving you an opportunity Brita, to spend time with me in these middle of the night hours to really reach out to me in the ways that I have really taught you to, as opposed to grumbling. Use these opportunities to ask for wisdom. Use these opportunities to say, hey, I am tired. You can lament lamenting and complaining are different though. Hey, I'm really tired, God. Why won't you take this from me? And just really having this attitude of ungratefulness and whininess, like I'm just so tired and I need sleep and I just don't understand why you're not listening and you're not hearing me. Oh, but child, I am listening. I know you need sleep. You're asking me the wrong questions and I'm doing what's best for you. And I'm giving you this opportunity to grow your relationship with me and to ask me for the things that matter instead of complaining to me about what you don't have. Asking God to sustain me, right? Like we talked about before, asking God for wisdom in certain situations in my life, praying over the hardships that go on in my family dynamic, praying for the direction and the balance. You want me to do these things? How do I do them all? You lead and guide me in asking those right questions instead of grumbling and complaining and asking, why me? My life We might be going through some hardships right now, but come to my house and you will see that my life is really not worth grumbling and complaining over. You know, sometimes I do think that we need to vent, but I think there's a very fine line between venting and I think that's how like I get clarity too. Sometimes it's just being like, man, this is heavy. And I like call my mom and, but I don't always do that in the most appropriate ways. I mean, I sound very grumbly. I'm stressed out. I mean, I'm, I get anxious. That's like my go-to. I get anxious. And as I'm like venting 
and talking about it and working it out, I end up gaining clarity, but it is a fine line and it's a slippery slope because believe me, it's not just venting. There's complaining in there. There's all sorts of feelings and emotions. And I don't think it's bad for us to work through those. We need to work through those. Um, but I think the, the, the thing that I'm trying to say here and the message that I, I want to give today is that God really wants us to do that with him and not in a complaining, grumbly, Israelite sort of way. He wants to give us what he promises and it's what's best for us, right? And it's beyond what we deserve. And if we're complaining all the time, if we're venting all the time and we're not asking the right questions and we're not giving him the time and being generous with our time to him, then he is not going to be able to give us what we deserve and what's best for us because we interfere with that. And I think that's what the Israelites did is that they interfered with what God had for them. Some of them did. Some of them never got to see the promised land. Was it promised to them as a people? Yes, it was. But some of them died in that wilderness. Some of them got the wrath of God in that wilderness. And I think that's what it is. Like having a healthy fear of God is knowing that there's going to be, you know, he's going to allow things to happen. He's going to give us consequences because they're good for us. And we don't want to think like that. You know, but it's true. And I think as much as possible, he allows natural consequences, right? He also protects and saves us from things. He's often super generous and he gives us far more than what we deserve. And I really think that the best way we can be generous in our home with our kids is giving them our time. And giving them um, our time and our attention and our listening ears, even when we feel they don't deserve it. It's hard to give our children a voice. People don't always want to do that. People don't understand that because they weren't given a voice when they were growing up. But that is half of the battle in my home right now is that these kids are not feeling heard. And when we are not feeling heard... It is a problem. It's a problem for all of us, whether you're two, whether you're an infant, whether you're four, 10, six, 40. If we're feeling unheard, we feel like, hey, I have something to say and I'm not being listened to. That's a problem. And that's going to affect our relationships. And the dynamic. So I think it's really important that we focus on hearing our children. Okay, that doesn't mean we give them what they want if it's not what's best for them because we're going to be generous like God is generous with us and we give them what is best and beyond what is deserved. Maybe we don't feel like listening to them because we feel like they don't deserve it because they're not listening to us. But you know what? The biggest teacher is modeling. And if we're not modeling listening to them, then they're not going to model back for us. 
We didn't teach them that. We're not teaching them correctly. Listen to them. Be brave, because I think sometimes it is a brave thing to say, I'm giving you permission to hold me accountable to our children because we think that we lose our authority with them and we don't. We're showing them respect. And I think if anything, when there's mutual respect and we're connecting and we're doing what's best for them and we're teaching, that's when our authority is the strongest. When our relationship and our connection is good. We have to focus on the relationship. We have to be generous and give them what they deserve beyond what they deserve. And even if we think they don't deserve it, we need to allow our children to feel heard. And the other thing is, is to allow them to feel understood. So as a student therapist, and I have a degree in human development, so I've studied humans quite a bit. Um, that is the thing that fascinates me. How do we function? How do we learn? What goes on in our brains? Why do I experience these emotions when I'm triggered by a trauma thing? How do I heal this? How do I help my children heal from their traumas? Because they're not going to, and none of us, are going to be void of trauma. Even if we protect our kids, even if we're helicopter parents and we protect our kids from everything we think we can protect them from, they are going to experience trauma. It is a normal process of life. And the best thing we can do is figure out how to help them through that. So I say all of those things is like, those are the things that fascinate me. I love learning about how we function, how healing takes place, how we can partner with God. Um, I'm a student therapist at Liberty University. And if anybody wants to get me a Christmas present, I just said yesterday, saw my sister-in-law with her Grand Valley State University um, sweatshirt on. And I was like, I want a Liberty University hoodie. That would just make me so, I don't know, proud because that's my college. I'm in a master's degree program and I've never had like school bling. Um, Well, I have had some SUNY Empire State stuff uh, that I got from being involved in in Leadership Institute and, uh, and the health and wellness retreat and stuff. We just got some paraphernalia for uh, memorabilia for paraphernalia for um, participating in those things. Um, but I want to just say that our, we have needs that we need from other people. And relationship is a big thing. We need to feel connected. Or we have a hard time feeling like we belong in a situation and we feel significant if we're not connecting. No, no. Um, So it's important for us to be connected. And in the ways that we can be connected 
ultimately at a deeper soul level with somebody is to allow them to feel heard, to listen to them and allow them to feel understood. So my sister-in-law and I were talking about different sister-in-law. I have two amazing, wonderful sister-in-laws. But um, my other sister-in-law and I were talking about uh, customer service yesterday and how people in customer service, it's really important because we both worked in customer service and have a problem. She works in customer service still and have a like we have a problem with the lack of customer service and um, that you find in our culture today. And a lot of that doesn't necessarily have to do with the people. You do see certain things, right? With the people in customer service, just not providing good customer service, right? But you have to think that behind the scenes too, there's a lot of pressure. Um, so maybe it's like lack of, you know, just the skills to provide good customer service. You don't have empathy. You're not listening. You don't have great understanding. But there's also ways that it's, you know, either personality and the, and the person just doesn't have the skills or behind the scenes, the higher ups in management, and this is what we were talking about, is pushing for people to spend less, less time with people and less time being focused on listening to them and their concerns. And that's a problem for us because we don't, that's not how we were taught. That's not how we were trained. Um, all of these years of us working in customer service and as a student therapist, it's very simple what people want when you're in customer service. Even if the answer is no, think about it. If the answer is no, if you feel, if you have a problem and you're explaining something to somebody at a business and they can't really do anything for you to solve the problem, necessarily, right? Even if the answer is no, I don't have the authority to do that for you, but I hear you. I would be upset about that too. And you give them space to talk about their problem and you say, Hey, like I can't do anything about it, but let me tell you what I can do. I can listen to you. I can, you know, you don't necessarily have to say those things, but you listen, you say, Hey, like you, you give them empathy. I totally get that. I would feel that way too, man. And I can't do anything about it for you, but let me tell you what I can do for you and figure out something you can do for them. Maybe you can write an email to somebody in your company because you have more leverage than just a customer, right? Who maybe it's going to get lost hey, this customer reached out to me. This is really important. What can we do for them? Because I really think it's really important to make this right. And you take the effort. Doesn't that make you feel better if somebody does that for you than to just be like interrupting you as you have a problem? Nothing grinds my gears more when I have an issue and somebody keeps interrupting me. Let me finish explaining to you 
what I'm trying to explain to you, please make me feel heard. I don't say that, but that is the underlying message. I need to feel heard. And then I want you to understand. I want you to understand why I'm frustrated, why this is a thing. And that is what our kids need too. And that is such a way for us to be generous. Please let me present this to you. Please listen to me. Allow me to feel heard and understand. My kid was getting so frustrated. He gets so frustrated about so many things. And sometimes we handle a situation where we're like, come on, dude, let's just do this. Put it away. We asked you to put it away. Why are you getting frustrated? It's the wrong thing to say. It's the wrong question. Instead, hey, I understand why you're getting frustrated. You can't get that closed. Do you need help? Please ask for help. I'm here to help you, but I don't know that. That's what you need unless you ask. But I understand, man, if I couldn't do that, that would really frustrate me too. My ears are yours. Please tell me what it is that you need. So many times in parenthood, our kids don't have our ears. They're not feeling heard. We're not being generous the way that God is with his time. He's there to listen to us, to allow us to feel heard, and we take that for granted, right? But we have to reflect that for our kids. We need to allow them to feel heard. And God also tells us that he understands. You know why he understands? Because he literally came to earth and died for us and experienced all human things. So he can understand and he can say that. I understand. I did this for you. So you would understand that I understand. And it's really important for us to feel heard and understood. And it's really important for our kids to feel heard and understood. And I think that is the way God shows up for us in a lot of ways. And he's generous with us because he gives us what is best and beyond what is deserved. And even when we take for granted his time, even when we take for granted his understanding, It's still giving us his best, what's best for us. This is what's best for you. What's best for you is not to grumble and complain, but to ask me the right questions. But to understand that I understand what you're going through. And I'm here to listen to you. And I'm here to give you the answers. But don't complain to me. Ask me for wisdom instead. And I think it's important that we treat our children the same exact way and that we give them those tools that they need. We give them the understanding. We give them the tools that they need to be able to hold us accountable by saying, hey, you can say this to me. I don't feel heard. You can say, you told me five minutes. And that's a big deal for me when you don't make good on your word. You can be accountable 
That's how we're generous with our kids. That's what's best for them, is providing them that same generosity that God gives us. And God gives us a lot of other things, right? But at the end of the day, it's all about relationship. And that's the most important thing, right? So let's pray as we wrap up. And I got to put this baby to bed. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you and we enter your throne room. And I can just imagine sitting at your feet, God, with all of these moms who are listening today or listening later. We give this baby a kiss. This wonderful blessing. Lord, we just ask for forgiveness. We just thank you, actually, first. We just thank you for all of the wonderful ways you are generous to us. And we ask you to forgive us for being naive to that, those things, ignoring those things, not realizing that you are being generous, that you are giving us what is best and often undeserved, and we just don't realize that we want something different. We know that the best way that you are generous with us is by having an open relationship with us, by listening and understanding our concerns, and that we just need to ask the right questions. And we need to keep, teach our kids too, and we need to do that for our kids as well and reflect your character. We give our kids what is best and undeserved, and that is our time, our connection, our understanding, our ears. It's the relationship. That's the best way we can be generous with our kids is by, and our families, members, is by having good relation with them, having good communication with them, making people feel heard and understood. God, we thank you that you reflect this character. We thank you for all of the ways that you show up in our lives. We thank you that you are long-suffering because sometimes we don't have a healthy fear of the consequences that are for our own good, especially when you've told us a hundred times over and we're not getting it. But you are long-suffering, and we take that for granted too. So please forgive us. God, I just pray for each and every mom listening today that you just bless her this week as we focus on the birth of your son, and let us please just to focus on the real reasons for the holiday season, and that's you, Jesus. We thank you for being born and coming to this earth. We thank you, God, for your son. We thank you. Ouch, ouch, ouch. No, no. We thank you for all good things that you give us, your generosity, and that is the biggest way you were generous with us by sending your son. And again, it was about him, right? And a relationship with him. And we have so much to learn. God, I just ask that you just keep each mom safe as she travels and spends time with lots of people this week. I know we had sickness at our house. Um, and I just pray that, you know, the things that we're exposed to, not, not getting sick would be nice. 
But I pray that if we're exposed to stuff, that you just help us to avoid getting it or get over it quickly. That you sustain us during those times of weakness, if it's physical or mental, emotional, spiritual, that you fill in the gaps. That you give each mom here listening today exactly what it is that she needs because you know what we need before we do, Lord. I just ask that you bless her family this holiday season. That you just give them all of the many reasons to remember how blessed they are and that this time is about connecting with our loved ones connecting with you as our savior and connecting with you as our father and just focusing on the relationship. And I think as children of you, Lord, I think it's important. Sometimes we need to say, hey, God, I'm lamenting because I'm in pain and I don't feel heard. So please tell me how I can hear you in this situation. I'm not trying to complain, but I'm trying to understand. And I know you're an understanding God. And I know you don't like it when you don't feel heard or understood. And that you struggle with that too. I know you understand that. So please tell me how I can work through these things, Lord. How we can work through these things. God, I just thank you for each mom here listening today. I pray that you just grow the podcast this year to reach more moms, to help more moms. That you sustain me and that you give me wisdom as I'm able to do that. And that you grow me leaps and bounds to be able to help moms in the best way and their families. I just pray, Lord, that you protect our children while they're not in our care, that you just bless their teachers and administrators and anybody who is caring for our children. You just keep your heavenly angels around and about them and around and about all of us who are traveling and who are going to see family. We ask for your protection. We ask for your blessings. We ask for your generosity. You continue to be generous to us and that you help us to learn from that and to be generous to our children, God. And I just pray these things, Lord, in your precious name. Amen. Mama, thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for being patient with me. And thank you for uh, just being understanding Um, I appreciate just you showing up messy with me. Um, and I hope you all have a wonderful Merry Christmas and a happy, safe holiday season. Um, I will hop on next week just to say Merry Christmas and to just share a little bit about our, share a little joy from our morning with you. We're, we're staying home. So I will hop on and I will say Merry Christmas and we'll just say a quick, uh, just Christmas prayer, because I think that that would just be so fun. Um, it won't be, you know, like a 55-minute teaching or a long teaching or anything like that. But 
Um, I just thank you so much for being here. This is my heart. This is a huge part of my heart. A huge part of my purpose is, uh, and this is something that God has asked me to do, is, is to do prayer on the podcast um, and to do the podcast. This is something that God led me to do. Um, and there are times where I have to show up messy, um, but I love doing this. And I just am always looking to grow and to just be the best that I can be. Um, and sometimes that means that I have to put the podcast down sometimes so that I can show up as my best for my family or whatever it is that's going on. So um, as a mom coach and a parent family educator and a student therapist, I understand those important you know, things. And I pray that you understand as well um, that sometimes we do have to just say right now is not the time because I have this going on in my life and this comes first. My family comes first and I need to make sure my people are okay. And if they're suffering, I need to say, what can I give up right now to focus on this area because my people are suffering or whatever it is. And that's okay. That doesn't mean we quit. That means we are being very self-aware and that we are assessing, hey, I can't quit school. I can't quit my family. I can't quit this. But I can say, hey, I'm just going to skip a few weeks because I have to or, you know, um, whatever. I have to focus on these things first. And this is going to come. This is my livelihood. This is my purpose. I plan on having a podcast that has live call-ins, so that's not anything I'm doing soon, but I will let you know when that's going to happen. But that is my goal, is to have like live call-in, and um, especially when I do become a therapist, um, to you know have that call-in, like, hey, call-in, get help. You know, and as a parent and family educator and mom coach, I think having that would be so huge and beneficial, but that's down the road and that will probably take place on Tuesday episodes. We'll still do mom, we'll still do prayer and expert guest speakers and maybe expert guest speakers will become live. Who knows? But all good things, but all good things sometimes come to those who have to wait too. Um, and we're doing it. We're doing it. We've been a year strong, over a year strong going with a podcast. And the expert guest speakers are amazing, the lineup that I have coming up. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, show up this week as we talk about uh, Thursday for uh, developmentally, you know, parenting from developmentally based practice and why that's important because it's super important. We either have too high expectations or too low expectations for our kids often because we're winging parenting and we're doing things in the way that our parents did or we think, okay, yeah, this works, but there are things that our kids don't understand because they are not developmentally there. Um, and that also, you know, there's an average to that. And then there's your child. But um, like my kids that have special needs, they are developmentally behind in certain aspects um, and executive functioning skills. So we have to take those things into consideration, you know, and it's important that we know about that. So um, 
And then there's things we do for our kids that they are totally capable of doing themselves and we don't allow them to. And we actually um, hinder their development in that area because we're doing things for them. So stay tuned.